Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into the Recovery to Recovered podcast here on this show where we believe the road to recovery ends on a street called Redeemed. We are happy that you are listening in today to us. We have a special treat for our listeners today. We have Pastor Tyler McCullough with us from Highland Community Church uh, there in Mont Eagle, Tennessee. We've got a mountain brother with us this morning. So good. Yes. Amen. Good morning, Brother Tyler. How you doing today? I'm good, brother. I'm doing good. Glad to be here today. Good, man. Could not be more excited about you know, what we're going to jump into talking today and what's going on at your church, what's going on in your ministry and in your personal life. And uh, I just could not be more excited. I know our listeners are in for a treat just hearing what God's doing in your church and your life and your ministry. And, uh, you know, I want to talk just for a second about, you know, uh, what's going on with me and you. You know, the Lord started speaking to me months ago. We have um, one of your congregation members. I'm a I'm a friend uh, of his and I played some ball with him and things like that. And, uh, you know, I just seen a change in him. And then I had looked up. There were several people talking about Highland Community Church online and Facebook and different things and what God was doing. I was like, man, I got to check this out. So I check it out and I watch some services, see the power of God moving in y'all services. Uh, boy, you're a fired up preacher and I love it. There ain't nothing like it, man. When you got a preacher that operate under the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost and don't care what anybody else thinks about it, just going to preach the word. Amen. And so I'm grateful uh, for that. And got to hear you. And so Lord started speaking to me about connecting with you. I had tried to connect with you and got a wrong number and I just kind of put it on the shelf for a little bit. But I, I believed in my heart and my spirit that God wanted us to connect. Uh, and then the Lord started speaking to you from what we had communicated and talked about. It It was about the same time, a couple months back, that the Lord had started dealing with you and talking to you about Be the Bush and connected with me. And uh, man, it's just awesome, ain't it, how the Lord just can bring bring two brothers together. And then you had reached out to me on social media, on Messenger. Uh, we got on the phone and I could tell in the first about five minutes talking to your brother that that we were connected in the spirit, had the same heart. For the kingdom of God and God's people and recovery and these these individuals that are coming out of uh, darkness and being brought into God's marvelous light. So uh, enough talking from me. Let's hear from Pastor Tyler McCullough. Tyler, would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? You know, how you came to the Lord, how you grew up. Just just share a little bit of your story with us. Uh, yeah, I'd be glad to, brother. Uh, so uh, I am. 35 year old now and I guess my story really started uh, when I was about eight 17 18 year old I grew up uh, with a great childhood I had a good mom and dad uh, that took really good care of me uh, wasn't raised in church uh, until uh, the latter part of my teenage years uh, my uh, my nephew actually, was born with neuroblastoma cancer and died at eight months. Wow. So it was after that, uh, my mom and dad uh, got saved, got in church and started taking me. I guess I was probably around 13 then. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I had a normal uh, childhood. Uh, when I was uh, got in high school, 
uh, I guess maybe my mom might have sheltered me a little. Uh, and, you know, in high school, you're going to do the things that's cool. You're, I was an athlete. Sure. I was, you know, doing all the things that a lot of uh, teenagers do. Uh, and playing sports was my everything. Mm-hmm. I, I baseball, football, uh, that's all I thought about. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, and my senior year in football, I hurt my shoulder, had to go to an orthopedic, ended up having surgery, and I that was my first real encounter with opioids. Mm. Uh, I was wrote a prescription of hydrocodone, and I knew uh, then that, you know, I, we all wake up from day to day with aches and pains, and now they've just given me something that made me feel like Superman. Mm. Uh, the pain wasn't there, and, and I liked it. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, the full-blown addiction didn't really start to end. I would take a pill from here, here and there when I could find them. Different ones in school would give them to me and, and things like that. But uh, really, when it started, I graduated in 2004. I went to MTSU College. Uh, and so now I'm 17-year-old. I'm in college, the largest university in the state. Uh, and I'm all by myself. Mm-hmm. I've got friends. I ain't got nobody there to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I start partying, I'm drinking, I'm doing drugs, uh, trying all that. Uh, and at the time, addiction hadn't really set in yet. It was just kind of a, a here and there thing. Um, what I call weekend warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... Toward the end of that semester of my freshman year in college, I started coming back to Grundy County. And I started, uh, I'd always hung around with people older than me. Mm-hmm. And so the older ones wasn't in school. Uh, they was out, they was working. And drugs is a huge epidemic, uh, in, not only in the nation, obviously, but here in, in Grundy County. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to do. Uh, as far as recreational stuff and and so uh, the hanging out uh, late at night and on on the town, I started really using opioids. Mm. Uh, it would start out, uh, I would take one or two a day, uh, then it would turn into three or four a day, and then it went from, you know, hydrocodone to Percocet to Rocoset. Just it kept getting stronger and stronger. Uh, to cocaine use and even methamphetamines, um, uh, medicine for ADHD, uh, diet pills. I was a speed Mm. junkie. Mm. Uh, And at this time, uh, a 19-year-old, I had met a woman who I knew that I was in love with. I loved her with with everything in me, but uh, I didn't know how to love uh, Mm. because I wasn't saved. I wasn't born again. It was... You know, it was a uh, more of an emotion at the time. Right. I move in with her. We start living together. Um, and this whole time I'm using, uh, and it goes from a, you know, a $30 habit a day to when I, when uh, the Lord delivered me, and I'll get more to that in a minute, it was a two or $300 a day habit, mm. losing everything that I had bank note after bank note, trying to keep up with this habit, uh, stealing, doing, you know, whatever uh, I had to do to supply that. Mm. Uh, 
But fast forward, uh, there was so much uh, for the sake of time today, Brother Caleb. Mm. I'll get to the end of it. Uh, it was 2008, I believe it was. Um, I, I didn't know then, but the Lord had been convicting me. Uh, I didn't realize it was conviction, mm. but um, I, I felt I would feel just so horrible about everything in my life. I, I got suicidal. I had enough knowledge of God to know that I couldn't commit suicide and mm. go to hell. Mm. Um, and so all these things was in my mind. Um, I was thought I was praying. Uh, and we know what scripture teaches about that. The prayer of a righteous is what God yeah. wants to hear first from us. Right. And um, March the 21st, I believe it was, I, I got to the point where I was so strung out. I was staying out all hours of the night, um, geeking uh, outside in her yard uh, down the roads. And I come home one night at around one o'clock, one o'clock, I guess it was. And I smoked and I was standing at the back door and I took a cigarette and I put it in a jug on the back porch. I go in, I guess I took a shower, go to bed and somewhere around two thirty, three o'clock, the neighbor, uh, I didn't know at the time it was the neighbor, but there's somebody beating on her door mm. and me, the life that I've lived for all these years, you know, you don't know who's kind of, who you're going to be fighting with right. or who's right. at you, who you've, you know, done wrong. Right. Uh, I'm thinking that I don't know if it's them or the law or what. And mm. we jump up and I run down the hallway and is all I can see is an orange glow in our house. I had set our house on fire mm. and it's the neighbor happens to be a, looks out and sees it. And he comes over, wakes us up and we put the fire out. And there was my two children and my wife that, I was within minutes of burning up in a house fire because mm. of my addiction. Mm. It, you know, I, brother Caleb, I've heard this saying a lot and I, I live, I really believe it now mm. that sin will take you further than you want to go. Mm. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took everything from me. Mm. everything I I was at the bottom I'd about lost it all the next night on March the 22nd I'm laying in my bed and for viewers everybody listening and watching you need to understand something this woman that I loved I cherished my children I'd got so mean mentally and with my wife even physically that's that's the road that addiction takes you down and so I'd lay down in our, my bed and, and she was laying there beside me, terrified, not knowing tonight what's going to happen, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say. And I began to cry. And I remember the words just so plain. And I look and I said to her, there's got to be more to life than this. Mm. And the next thing I, I, I remember, I closed my eyes. And I began to cry and I, I just began to beg God mm. to forgive me and to deliver me from this awful addiction that, that Satan had his hands on me, these chains. And 
for so long. And Brother Caleb, I mean, it's people want to know what salvation feels like. It's it's something that can't be explained. But I can tell you that night, it felt like somebody at the tip of my toes grabbed that sheet and just Mm. ever so gently pulled it off my body. And I felt all that condemnation and all that sin leave. It all left. Come on. Uh, And God delivered me uh, from it uh, that very night. Uh, I mean, I I tell people this all the time, and I want people to know this, that Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ can deliver us instantly. That's it. Yes, he can. And he will. Yeah. But my heart right now, uh, being with these recovering, what you do, uh, you know, uh, we know this. Not everybody knows how to give it all to Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm immediately we have to show them that way yeah i had enough i had enough background to know that he could do that and he did do that for me mm-hmm. and yeah. so my life has not been the same since i've been completely <laughs> changed amen brother amen, amen. Finally, the happiness is about yeah yeah well that's incredible man what what a powerful powerful testimony uh, to the power of God, folks, you listeners, hear me out today. Uh, you know, I was us on the phone with a brother the other day, and uh, you know, we were talking. He'd come to my program before. He wasn't. He didn't make it. I wound up having to boot him out. You know, it's very strict, very structured. That's what it takes for most individuals. But he had called me, and he was, you know, um, you know, asking for help. He'd been clean a couple of days. He wanted to do what's right, and I said, brother, look. God don't have to use a program to change and save your life. If you'll throw your hands in the air and surrender to Jesus right now and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to help you, he will, and he'll touch your body and he'll touch you and, and remove this stuff from you. So I just love that, man. What a powerful testimony of deliverance. I mean, in one moment, just laying in your bed with your wife, having a conversation, Jesus steps onto the scene and delivers you miraculously from this addiction um, that you have been wrapped up in this lifestyle um, that you have been wrapped up in for many, many years. And I love that. You know, I guess I was more of a knucklehead. The Lord said, no, you got to go to a program for a year. I I wish he'd have delivered me instantly, but Hey, sometimes he, he wants us uh, to go into a structured environment like BTB, like team challenge, these recovery soldier ministry, some of these other programs that we're connected with. So brother Tyler, that is amazing. What a powerful testimony, you know, to our listeners right now. Yeah. Let's, we do an altar call right here, right now, brothers. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, wherever you are, you've just heard a testimony and you're dealing with addiction and you're listening to this right here, right now. If you would throw your hands in there and surrender and say, Jesus, you can have it all. Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender everything over to you. Give me your power. Uh, I give you my life. I need the power of the Holy Ghost uh, to to keep me from this sin. Lord God, I want to have an encounter with your grace because watch this. It's the same grace that saves you from sin that'll keep you from sin. Uh, So uh, you have an encounter with grace. Just throw your hands in the air. Pray, surrender, give your life to God. Ask him to touch you reach out to us, reach out to me or Pastor Tyler. You're going to have some of his information today. Reach out to one of us. Let's get you through some discipleship now. Jesus says, go out into the world and make disciples. So if you give your heart and your life to Jesus, he touches you and can miraculously take your addiction from you. Now you need discipleship. Now you need to learn 
how to be a Christian, how to surrender day after day um, to the Lord and to the spirit of the Lord. So amen. Let us know if you did that right here, right now, and message us and get with us. Um, Tyler, so tell our listeners, brother, so you have this encounter with God, and now you're in the ministry, and you are pastoring a church. You also also work in uh, local government. So we'll get to that here in a second, but you're now pastoring a church and it's like this recovery revival has broken out at Highland Community Church. We was talking about the days, like a bunch of misfits for the kingdom of God, man. I mean, I love it. You know, they, they're coming in, they're getting uh, wrecked, getting changed, getting set free. You're sending people to programs. They're coming back on fire for God. They're plugging in with the church serving in the community there in Monteagle and Grundy County, man, just tell us how you, first off, tell us how you got into the ministry, started pastoring, and then uh, tell us about this recovery revival that's going on at your church. Uh, so after I got saved, um, it just, it was just a matter of months that God had just, I mean, began to deal with me about, preaching his word i was so hungry i was so excited so energetic and mm. and oh, here i i just got saved and now all these years i've i've fought this fight leading people down that road of destruction mm. road of darkness and now all of a sudden i mean i want to see the whole world changed yeah i'm excited and um god had begun with my heart about preaching and i thought lord no this ain't i mean no you know this Ain't me, mm. and I get alone at home of an evening, and I'd be going down the road, and it would just be like I, the God's honest truth is I was I was unlearned in God's word. I was mm. a new convert, right? Uh, and God began the scripture would come on my heart, and I didn't even have I mean just you know Second Corinthians chapter three verse four wouldn't have a clue what it what it was and i'd go look it up and the moment i read that scripture god would just begin to flood my mind with a message mm. and wow this is just you know and i i fought it for several months and um i was at a revival one night uh and this pastor gets through preaching and he comes off the stage and he walks by me. I've never met, never laid eyes on him before this, to my knowledge. And he walks to me and he shakes my hand. He looks at me and said, son, how long has the anointing to preach been on your life? Mm-hmm. And I like, well, out. <laughs> I mean, you know, here yeah. I am. This guy ain't even local. He yeah. ain't from Grundy County. Yeah. And he said to me and I start weeping and crying. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not preaching. I said, but. I am now, I guess. I said, God's got to preach. And, uh, you know, from that night forward, it was just, you know, preaching different churches. I was still figuring it out, trying to, uh, and I still am, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Learn this. Uh, I was preaching uh, all over the county, different counties, uh, even uh, had the ability to preach in some different states. Uh, it's just, it just been amazing that God began to use me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one area that, that I felt like I was the main area that I was lacking in is I, after I got saved, I was preaching so much. I never got to sit under a home pastor mm-hmm. to have that, you know, to get rooted and grounded that depth and knowledge to be fed spiritually. And I, I feel like that kind of hurt me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel 
if I could, any young pastors, uh, preachers is listening, young preachers, not pastors is listening to this, is you need to find a good pastor to get under. Right. Yeah. Get mentored, get taught this thing. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's good to evangelize, but at the same time is you can do like I done and you can end up preaching somewhere three nights a week and never get fed yourself and you spiritually die. Mm. Mm. And that's that's kind of where I said, and I know we can feed ourselves and through the word of God, but we have to be fed. Yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, three years ago, I guess, um, I, I had been uh, praying. I'd go to revivals places, and we just have this amazing services. And I'd come back and I and I'd think to myself, Brother Cap, I'd say, Why can't we have services like this in Grandy County? Mm. Where I mean, we see lives change, we see people being healed. I mean, just so many things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I was to the point, to be honest with you, uh, uh, this pastor friend I had was selling everything I had and moving to where he was at. And God spoke to me and said, Son, what you're seeing there can happen where you're at. Mm. You've just got to get where you need to be to make it happen. Come on. So, I get called Highland Community Church uh, is in looking for a pastor. Uh, and I'd said this whole time that um, I don't, I try not, I don't want to get wrapped up in certain denominations. Sure. That don't matter to me. What mattered is we're all going, wanting to go to the same place and preaching uh, Jesus Christ is what it takes to get there. Right. So I'd made this comment uh, in prayer. I'd said, God, if you, if it'll be a non-denominational church, that is, we can grow this. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Mm. And within seven to 10 days, I got a phone call asking if I would come uh, fill in and consider pastoring. And so we done that. It was Highland Community Church. Um, first year and a half, two years, uh, there was a lot of learning curves. It, it, we struggled. Mm. This next thing I'm about to say is it, it may be hard for some people to understand this, mm. but the, I was at home one night and I had a dream and God showed me something. He said, what, I was behind the pulpit preaching and I seen, I seen people leaving the church. And I thought to myself, I thought, God, no, you know, we was running 20, 30 people. This ain't good. Uh, and then on the, as soon as that last person walked through the door, the door shut and the other side of the door opens up and there's people lined up out in the parking lot waiting to get in. Mm. Congregation that was there, they can tell you I got to preach this, what God showed me. Within two weeks, they, we opened the back door of the church and people was lined up started coming in. I've done nothing different. I've not changed wow. my beliefs. I've not, I'm not preaching yeah. the same. Style. The difference was it was the anointing of God. God started sending people. Mm. Uh, I had a friend uh, I hadn't seen since high school comes in the back door. One of the first ones that second week. And he looks at me and told me a few weeks later, he said, I thought, I told my wife when we got in the car, I thought, I, I knew we ain't been living right but I didn't think I was that bad. Did you see the way the type, uh, pastor Tyler looked at us? And I said, no, no. I said, it wasn't that. I said, you was in that dream that God gave me. You was one of the ones in line and I hadn't spoke to you in years and here you are. Yeah. Well, hey, 
started shouting. I mean, it was just, yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's went from our, yeah. so you know, in a year and a half, we went from 30 to now we're running 250 people of service. Ooh, come on. All glory to God. Come oh, on. Oh God. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we focus on outreach, obviously. Uh, but God sent them. God sent these people. Um, we're needing to build on to the church. And yeah. we need some more room uh, to hold these people. People's hungry right now. Yeah. After, yeah. Uh, as you said, Brother Caleb, about the addiction revival that we're in. Um, it, I bet for the last year, it's been on my heart. Uh, my brother and myself both struggled with addiction for many years. We, we had uh, a revival two years ago, Highland Community Church and uh, Recovery Soldiers. We hadn't had an, an opioid, an addiction, uh, or an overdose in over two months. Mm. The week that we had the revival, we had two overdoses. Mm. The next week, my brother died. Mm. So, it, it, God has just been pouring this into me. Mm. The thing that sticks out most in my mind, brother, is when I was in addiction, I don't ever remember one person mm. coming to me and saying there's help. Yeah. Not nobody said Jesus Christ is help or nobody said there's rehab. Mm. So I want people to see now that, you know, this, uh, this, uh, that God has put together between you and I, mm. uh, and other, uh, recovery places that we use that there is help. Yes. We're, we're sending, I mean, I'll glory to God. We've sent 30 to 40 out of Grundy County. To recovery in the last three months, yeah. three to four months. Come on, man. Come Imagine on. Three to four a week. I mean, it's yeah. it's all good, brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, stuff like this you can't make up. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. know that, brother. Uh, addicts, you can't make them do nothing if they don't want to do it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so, for me, being the Grundy County trustee, and somebody come to this office. Mm-hmm. And come to the Grundy County Courthouse with a jail behind it, mm-hmm. right here in the door, and walk in and say, "Hey, I'm an addict. Yeah. I'm on. Math. I done math this morning. I need help." Right. I mean, that, that, there's no other explanation other than it being God. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right, brother. I, I want to get into this real quick because we're we're right there at it. But I, I want to uh, talking about you and local politics and. Uh, and and the importance of that um, in the recovery community and really in the Christian realm. We need more believers in politics, local politics, government. And I'm going to get to that here in just a second, but I want to touch on what you just said. You know, uh, when you was in addiction, nobody just come and, and just shook you and said, Jesus is the answer, or I've got some faith-based recovery resources for you. Like, Nobody had ever talked to you about any of those things. And, um, you know, that's where me and you come in. That's where this revival, uh, addiction revival is kicking in. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to be a part of so many churches uh, that partner with our ministry, like your church and pastors such as yourself that have a heart to see this. This is going to be one of the greatest harvest that we have ever seen yeah. in the kingdom of God um, with these souls that are being saved. And, and, and look, 
If you want to be a part of it, it's real simple. Open your doors to these individuals. We yes. have got to get past. We, we, you know, me, you, we're right here. We got listeners. They'll be listening all over the country and the world, you know, to this podcast. But, you know, we're right here in the Bible Belt of America. And there's just so much religion around here. And yes. look, religion ain't going to cut it anymore. It never no. cut it, but uh, to be honest, but but this whole deal of, you know, uh, you know, not allowing these type of individuals in the church and well, they, they a little bit messy and they look this way and they smell this way and whatever, you know, if you want to be a part of the greatest harvest that this country has ever seen of people and souls being saved, it's going to come from this community. And, you know, we talk about addiction, we talk about recovery and, we, we have a label for it, but you really want to know what it is. This is seeking and saving the lost folks. Yeah. You know, we, we can, we can, you know, title it up, whatever we, well, all these people are, they're lost, you know, they're yeah. lost individuals, just like the individual who's never done a drug or never drank a drink in their life. You know, that was actually the story of my wife. You know, my wife had never drank a beer, never, never smoked, never did any drug. But she hit an altar and realized, I need Jesus just as much as anybody else. I need to know the God who created me. I, I want to be in a relationship with the creator of the universe. And she hit her knees hit an altar and she ain't been the same since. But she was lost and had never even done any drugs or alcohol. But these individuals, they have had these type of issues. Um, but this is just about uh, about opening the door. You know, one of the reasons why you're experiencing this, why your church has grown the way it is, why you're in the midst of the revival that you're in is because you've made room for these individuals. You have yeah. said, come as you are and you can come in here and you can sit on these chairs. You can sit on these pews, whatever you got there in the church. And you've said, come in here, because if you sit in here for a little bit, you won't leave that way. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it's. It's the power of the Holy Spirit at work in your services. God is using you big time, brother. God is using Highland Community Church. I'm, I'm glad that the Lord has connected us and partnered with us. We're going to be sending in our BTB guys, our Miriam House ladies, and, and getting involved with what's going on there at Highland uh, Community Church. And I get fired up talking about it. We could we could stay there. And, and we, we only got a few more minutes, but I want to talk to you about two things real quick. And uh, really, we might even just jumble, jump, jumble it up into one. But but you're the Grundy County trustee. And so you work there in the Grundy County local government is what that boils down to. Um, and you're right there by the jailhouse, you know, judges, DAs, lawyers. Um, they have seen what's going on, but seen what's happened with you. They've seen what's going on at your church. Uh, they've seen these people that they've been involved with for years in the judicial system. They're coming back and they're changed after yeah. sending them to these recovery places. And so they're jumping on board with this. And I just want you to talk about it real quick about the importance of believers being on board with faith-based, the faith-based rehabilitation community, such as Be the Bush, the Recovery Soldier Ministries, the Teen Challenges of the World and all these things. You know, I'm 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 coming from a place where, unfortunately, I, we've had some pushback here locally. And it's like, you know, what in the world is going on? We should be working together on multiple levels. I can think of one elected official right now. He's a believer um, and and has a 
the prosecutory discretion at his disposal, you know, and it's like me and him should be working together um, and helping these people. Um, he's a believer. I'm a believer. We 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 need to be working together. What what do you feel like is the importance of local government and us working together as believers and us getting in local government and, and politics? Um, yeah, brother Caleb, I, you know, that was that's been one of my uh, things that I've have constantly prayed for is not only God, as far as the electoral process, God to show us who to vote for. Mm. Uh, Christian people, uh, but also with Christian people in elected offices, um, having been in the Bible speaks about being in one mind and one accord. Right. I can speak to this in 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 Grundy County. Um, I've got a wonderful relationship with our judges. Yes, uh, district attorneys. Um, these a lot of these attorneys and. And they, what they've seen is all for all these years, uh, we put guys, throw them in jail. Mm. They'll stay yeah. there a few and they're back out. Well, yeah, they get dried out in two or three months. But when they get back out, they're doing the same thing they was. Nothing's changed. Nothing, nothing's changed. And you know this, that, mm. that you up a 20 or 30-year habit or addiction in, in 20 or 30 days, three months. Mm. It, it, without the power of Jesus Christ coming into our lives. That's it. Um, And so what they're seeing is, is the lives that's being changed here. We send these guys to, uh, I know there's all kinds of recoveries in the world now. Sure. uh, But, but if it ain't a faith based, I don't even entertain it. Absolutely not. (laughs) Recovery, rehab, whatever you want to call it. If they're not teaching them the power of Jesus Christ, that it takes the Holy Ghost to come inside a man to wash him clean. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before they go back to that old lifestyle again. Right, right. That's it is, Brother Caleb, it is very, very important that we've got Christian, true Christian people in offices. That's it. And that's, that's the key to what you said, too. Uh, I think true Christian individuals yeah. that believe in God that would not let um, uh, policy, any any reputation, whatever, anything that would get in the way of getting these individuals help. One, one thing, too, I wanted to share real quick was the fact of, you know, I understand their separation of church and state and all this stuff. But when an individual has been going to 30-day programs for, you know, however long of a cycle they've been in, and they're asking you, look, I've never tried faith-based treatment. I've never tried to give my life to Jesus. I've, I've never went through one of these discipleship programs. I've tried everything. And I'm begging for y'all to let me try this. Let me try faith-based treatment. Let me, let me try this discipleship program. Let me try to, let me give God a chance. Because if you give God a chance, he'll touch you, right? If you're yeah. willing, you surrender, he'll touch you. And, you know, I just find it so disheartening that some court systems and some judicial systems are, you know, they, the numbers are there. 30 day programs don't work. Secular rehabilitation, I dare to say does not. It's just a, if a man does not get born again, he's going to carry the same problems that he had beforehand, before he went to wherever it is that you sent him. Right. So if a man gets born again and he is a new creation in Christ Jesus, now his desires have changed. 
If a man's desires never change, then he will always revert back to what he's known. Would you want to share something else a second ago? I apologize. I, I just want to share. No, that. <laughs> you're good. When you commented on that, it made me think about it as yeah. this thing that we've seen is a lot of uh, over the years is we hear churches and even people say, uh, I, I want to help with recovery. I want to help with addiction, but mm. we never get up to do anything about it mm. until it affects them personally. Mm. It affects them personally. Now, all of a sudden, they're wanting to do something about it um, mm. in whichever way, whether it affects them good in a good way or a negative way. Mm. Uh, we see that a lot, and, and it's easy uh, to sit back and say, I, I, want, I want to help, but never you know, do anything to help. There's a hundred something churches in Grundy County, if I could say mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. if we have a mindset of working. And, and another thing I was going to mention while I go is it, this is what I tell my congregation is when we hear the word addict, we think of drugs or alcohol, mm. but that's not the facts. All sinners are addicts. It's just sin that you're addicted to mm. yeah. until we get saved and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, been redeemed. And as you said, all things are passed away and all things become new. We're a new creature. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to get to heaven. And that's what that's we all ought to be welcome into to these yeah. types. That's one of the things that I've heard the most of is, is people come into the church and they say, wow, y'all are so welcoming. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Uh, like I said, you've made room. You've made room for these individuals and you, you know, and your church is not limited to individuals who are dealing with addiction. You've got seasoned saints in your church and in your congregation as well, but they share that same sentiment. They share that same heart with you of, Hey, come as you are, let's get you encountered uh, with Jesus and Jesus in return will change the individual. You know, I just commend Grundy County um, and y'all's heart, uh, you know, to try to help these individuals, you know, and, 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 you know, we know, and you understand this too, and they've talked to you about this. Hey, you know, long as charges aren't crazy and these individuals are asking for help and you go through a vetting process with them, they sign up and voluntarily come to a program like BTB, like, uh, you know, recovery soldier ministries, all this stuff. Like we owe these, owe society, to give them a chance. And I just commend, you know, the judges there, the DAs there, you know, uh, not everybody in the Coffee County judicial system is like that. There's a few individuals that just need to come on board, you know, because the fact of the matter is what's scary is when individuals think that they're God's hammer, they think that they're judge and jury for God, and they're in a position of power like that and, you know, not giving these people chances. It's just, it's a very, very scary place to be. Uh, and I pray for those individuals that are dealing with that because, uh, like I said, it's scary. I, my, I have a burden uh, for them and uh, I'm believing for God to touch my county and to touch uh, my city and change the hearts of individuals to be able to see, hey, let's work together. We can do this together. We can expand the kingdom of God together and help these individuals who are reaching out and who really do want help, you know. So, amen. Kudos to Grundy County. Shout out Grundy County. We we love you guys. Pastor Tyler, we're running short on time, but 
you know, uh, I just, I love your heart for the kingdom of God. I love your church and what is going on there in the addiction revival and just, just souls being saved, set on fire. You're sending people in to faith-based recovery centers like BTB, like recovery soldier ministries and teen challenge, by the way, shout out to recovery soldier ministries. Uh, we love them over there. Teen challenge. Of course, I'm a graduate of, um, you know, and with BTB and Miriam house, you know, uh, God is really doing some incredible work with these ministries. And it's because too, uh, Pastor Tyler, with, with pastors and churches like Highland Community Church, uh, brother, y'all are the reason why this is possible. Y'all are the reason. Y'all as a body of Christ are the reason why these centers are able to be open, doing what they're doing because of the support that's coming from uh, churches such as yourself. So I commend you as well as that. Uh, for, or as well for that as a brother in the Lord, man, I'm looking for, forward to many, many years of ministry and see it together and seeing souls saved and set on fire for the kingdom of God. Real quick, as we close out, Pastor Tyler, why don't you tell our listeners how they can connect with you um, and, and get connected with your church and we'll close it out. Uh, yes. If you, uh, Facebook live, uh, we, every service is on, we got Facebook Highland community church, Amen. Uh, look up there. We've got Instagram. Uh, we've got YouTube as well, but we've also got a website. Uh, it's new. Uh, we're on the, in the process of, of updating that on a regular basis. Uh, and you can go to Highland Community Church, uh, Mont Eagle, Tennessee. Amen. Amen. And then Tyler McCullough is your personal Facebook page if you want to connect yeah. with uh, Pastor Tyler on there as well. And we thank you for listening in to the Recovery uh, to Recovered podcast, where we believe the road to recovery ends on a street called Redeemed. And we praise God for that. We can't wait to see you guys or y'all listen in next week. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.